Welcome back to the Nonprofit Recruitment Marketing Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Kohler, and I'm coming to you live in what sounds like the jungle. So forgive the random bird sounds here as I'm outside in Puerto Rico, but we're recording this podcast and being authentic about how to help nonprofits hire. So you'll have to forgive a little bit of unprofessional bird noises in the background. But today, what we're going to drill into is really to to talk about the way you think about recruiting as a holistic part of your organization as a not just a strategy but as a, you know the goal being to make it a strategic advantage for your nonprofit now i know that might sound strange the concept that recruiting could become a competitive advantage or a strategic advantage to your nonprofit most likely because you just don't believe it's possible and as a startup founder as an underdog bootstrapped tech company as you know, a a smaller employer who just like you struggles to recruit against bigger employers who have more money, more brand recognition, bigger teams, more scale. I know that it sounds daunting and almost impossible that it could be there, but that is the number one thing that has driven my organization over the last 15 years from one employee to almost 300, from zero to 10,000 clients in 10 years in a row on the Inc. 5000 list, I can tell you one of the number one things that has been my focus and my mission has been to build recruiting for our organization into a strategic competitive advantage, into a strategic asset, into something that I know at any time I can pull a lever and get the type of people I need to hire. And, and it's right up there with my marketing efforts. Those two things, marketing and hiring, are the two most important things that I do as a CEO, as an executive. Not as, I'm not an HR person, but those two things, can I attract, engage, and convert customers into paying customers and then keep them happy so they become advocates for my company? And can I attract, select, and hire amazing talent that I then can retain and turn into high performers and grow that I can turn into advocates for my culture. And those are the two core drivers of my success and and will be either the core drivers of your success, whether you're at a nonprofit or a small business, or they will be the things that hold back your success. If you can't solve those two things, you will be consistently held back as an organization from growing. And so the way to think about this from on the recruiting side is you've got to be a little bit more holistic. Now we're going to break this into these two flywheels, the the job seeker or the recruiting flywheel versus the retention or performance flywheel. But theoretically, they feed each other almost like a, a infinite loop, right? These two flywheels work together when you're doing it the right way. The, the recruiting flywheel is where you begin and it's all about the job seeker. It's knowing in the middle of these, actually both of these flywheels focus on one core thing, which is you have to know who it is you target for a given job. You have to be able to really say that you know the target audience that you want to hire and, and that target audience continually gets refined and improved on as you grow your organization and it can change over time as the economy changes, as your organization changes, as the way you go about doing things changes, as the competitive landscape changes. But at the end of the day, I will always come back to that being the number one thing to focus on is the who. Do we know 
who belongs in the middle of this infinite loop? What is it about them? For me, for a long time, this has been working moms. Part-time working moms are the the literal soul of my organization. We are 280, almost 300 employees, 75% female, 70% part-time. Uh, it might be a little lower, 65% part-time now. But that working mom, that I call my mom force, that is the drumbeat and heartbeat and really soul of my organization. That doesn't mean that we don't hire males and we have tons of males that work for us and tons of people who aren't moms, tons of people who are dads. People are, you know, et cetera, all over the place. But at the end of the day, that persona, that target audience, that group of people who want a very specific job that we've found a way to not just provide that for them, but make them successful and, and to have those people and figured out ways to make those people add massive values to our organization is the number one thing that that any organization has to figure out now as a nonprofit following my path and my example is probably one of the easiest things you can do to massively change your recruiting and here's the reason why every time i go around i talk to nonprofits i hear the same thing over and over again that they're at a disadvantage when it comes to recruiting and retaining employees. Although most of them have never actually stopped to think about what their strategy is and who is at the center of their strategy or what that recruiting flywheel and retention flywheel even looks like at their organization. As I've said in previous podcasts, because we're so process focused on the HR side of things when it comes to hiring and retention, it's all about us as an organization and us as the manager of HR, the manager of those managers of the organization, what we need to check off that we lose sight that the actual core focus of both of these areas, both retention and recruiting, is the employee, is our target person. When you think about this kind of infinite, I think it's called an ellipse, right? That, that means infinity, literally. That's the symbol it stands for. Of these two flywheels working together, it really starts by understanding that the middle, the focal point, the person that is most important is the job seeker and employee, not the company, not the manager, not the owner, not the HR person. That right there is a huge mental shift for most organizations and even more important for nonprofits, for the underdog organizations that I work with. If they can't make that mental shift, then they're going to constantly struggle to actually build recruiting into a strategic advantage. Now, once you've made that mental shift, then you have to start thinking about recruiting like it's this flywheel, this idea that we have to know our who, we have to create messages that engage those people. By message, I mean the ad, but I have to call it a message so that you don't think it's a job description because it's all about that job seeker and why they would want to work for you, why it would be an upgrade. Now, if you say that, well, it's not an upgrade, it's not actually better to work for us, it means one of two things you have to solve for. Either you've got to figure out a way to make working for you be an upgrade, or you need to change your target so that you're targeting somebody who will see what you have to offer as an upgrade. Those are the core two answers for nonprofits to look at, but we always assume our only option is to make the job better by paying more, having better benefits. And we know our budgets are constrained and we can't do that. But changing the target is actually much easier. Being like, for instance, targeting part-timers versus full-timers instantly changes how attractive 
What you have to offer is to the people that are reading the ad, just changing the target. And so understanding that you have to have an upgrade message, you then have to distribute that message out into the world, not just on a single job board, but on all job boards, on social media, on outbound. And most importantly, you have to get your employees and your, your clients or customers, whatever you call them at your nonprofit, to advocate for you. And, and that doesn't have to do with paying them to advocate. It has to do with making sure everybody knows it's important, that it's, that it's there in front of them, that it's easy, that there's low friction. It's not about the money. Your, your people want to help drive your mission forward. They just don't know that advocating for your jobs would be a way to drive your mission forward because you haven't told them. And so that is what completes the loop as we're selecting people and hiring them is that those people then start advocating to feed our recruiting engine with new talent. And the key here is that when an employee shares that job, it's actually more powerful than when HR shares it on a job board. It comes with this level of credibility that you simply can't recreate on your own as an organization. You simply cannot give the same power to a job ad when you share it on Facebook that an employee gives to it in the same way that a restaurant doesn't have the same message power when they post something on Yelp as a review from an individual uh, customer has. So that is our loop. Now, once we actually have an employee, and I'm, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but once we actually have an employee, in order to make this infinite cycle work, we have to build an engine to make our employees successful. And once again, changing the paradigm away from managing not to lose or trying not to lose and instead focusing on winning. What, what I mean by that is, once again, on the employee side, we tend to be very internally focused. We're focused on the business. We're focused on the managers. We're focused on us instead of the employee. But at the end of the day, if you can get alignment between making your employees successful and your organization successful, when you find that alignment, then it means that you can just focus your efforts on making your employees successful at growing them. It, retention is playing not to lose. Growing is playing to win. And so that cycle of jump-starting them and getting them up to speed as quickly as possible, making sure that they have the tools, the, the rules, the goals, the clarity to become successful in their job, and then growing them internally so that they can move up and progress in your organization is what is the key to getting them to become advocates when they have clarity around what they're doing so they can become successful and when they have clarity of your mission especially as an underdog organization and as a nonprofit then they know like they, they get bought in they feel your focus on their success which makes them want to focus on the success of your organization then you just simply have to tell them how they can help you and make it easy and that's what completes that loop around and gets those successful employees to start advocating for your culture to bring you new employees is when you close that loop by making sure they know how important it is for you to recruit and what you want them to do and you make it easy for them to do it here being sharing the jobs out there on social media not recruiting their best friend not being a recruiter and so that's what completes our cycle on this there's an image that we can display in the podcast notes of this kind of these two flywheels working together but this is when you zoom out the core kind of vision for how you build a talent engine 
in your organization that's made up of a recruiting engine and a performance or an employee success engine retention if you want to call it that the two r's recruiting and retention and that right there is how you build recruiting into a strategic advantage or a strategic competitive advantage for any organization regardless of its size its budget the size of its team its brand anything like that that right there is what they have to solve for whether they're using money because they're a big organization money and scale to solve it or whether you're using creativity and agility and closeness or focus on the job seeker is how underdogs compete against the big dogs in their space. Not by mimicking them, not by copying them, but by owning who they are and becoming truly unique and bought in to their strengths and playing away from their weaknesses. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have any questions, please feel free to hit me up. You can shoot me an email. You can contact me via LinkedIn. Otherwise, until next time, good luck hiring.